0: Hello, and welcome to The Journey, a daily podcast reading through the Bible. Thank you so much for joining us today. As you listen, we're going to be using the New Living Translation of God's Word. Let's start today's reading. We are finishing chapter 15 of 1 Kings today, starting in verse 25. Nadab, son of Jeroboam, began to rule over Israel in the second year of King Asa's reign in Judah. He reigned in Israel two years, but he did what was evil in the Lord's sight and followed the example of his father, continuing the sins that Jeroboam had led Israel to commit. Then Baasha, son of Ahijah, from the tribe of Issachar, plotted against Nadab and assassinated him while he and the Israelite army were laying siege to the Philistine town of Gibbethon. Baasha killed Nabab in the third year of King Asa's reign in Judah, and he became the next king of Israel. He immediately slaughtered all the descendants of King Jeroboam so that not one of the royal family was left, just as the Lord had promised concerning Jeroboam by the prophet Ahijah from Shiloh. This was done because Jeroboam had provoked the the anger of the Lord, the God of Israel, by the sins he had committed and the sins that he had led Israel to commit. The rest of the events of Nadab's reign and everything he did are recorded in the book of the history of the kings of Israel. There was constant war between King Asa of Judah and King Besha of Israel. Besha's son, son of Ahijah, began to rule over all Israel in the third year of King Asa's reign in Judah. Basha reigned in Tezrah twenty four years. But he did what was evil in the Lord's sight, and followed the example of Jeroboam, continuing the sins that Jeroboam had led Israel to commit. We'll continue by reading First Kings chapter sixteen. This message from the Lord was delivered to King Baasha by the prophet Jehu son of Hanai. I lifted you out of the dust to make you ruler of my people Israel. But you have followed the evil example of Jeroboam. "'You have provoked my anger by causing my people Israel to sin. "'So now I will destroy you and your family "'just as I destroy the descendants of Jeroboam, son of Nebat. "'The members of Baasha's family who die in the city will be eaten by dogs, "'and those who die in the field will be eaten by vultures.'" The rest of the events of Basha's reign and the extent of his power are recorded in the book of the history of the kings of Israel. When Basha died, he was buried in Terzra. Then his son Elah became the next king. The message from the Lord against Basha and his family came through the prophet Jehu, son of Hanai. It was delivered because Basha had done what was evil in the Lord's sight, just as the family of Jeroboam had done, and also because Besha had destroyed the family of Jeroboam. The Lord's anger was provoked by Besha's sin. Elah, son of Besha, began to rule over Israel when in the 26th year of King Asa's reign in Judah, he reigned in the city of Terza Tezra for two years. Then Zimri, who commanded half of the royal chariots, made plans to kill him. One day in Terza Elah was getting drunk at the home of Erza, the supervisor of the palace. Zimri walked in and struck him down and killed him. This happened in the 27th year of King Asa's reign in Judah. Then Zimri became the next king. Zimri immediately killed the entire royal family of Basha, leaving him not even a single male child. He even destroyed distant relatives and friends. So Zimri destroyed the dynasty of Basha as the Lord had promised through the prophet Jehu. This happened because of all the sins Baasha and his son Elah had committed, committed, and because of the sins they had led Israel to commit. They provoked the anger of the Lord, the God of Israel, with their worthless idols. The rest of the events of Elah's reign and everything that he did are recorded in the book of the history of the kings of Israel. Zimri began to rule over Israel in the 27th year of King Asa's reign in Judah. But his reign in Tezrah lasted only 7 days. The army of Israel was then attacking the Philistine town of Gibbethon. When they heard that Zimri had committed treason and had assassinated the king, that very day they chose Omri commander of the army as the new king of Israel. So Omri led the entire army of Israel up from Gibbethon to attack Terzah, Israel's capital. When Zimri saw that the city had been taken, he went into the citadel of the palace and burned it down over himself and died in the flames, for he too had done what was evil in the Lord's sight. He followed the example of Jeroboam in all the sins that he had that he had committed and led Israel to commit. The rest of the events in Zimri's reign and his conspiracy are recorded in the book of the history of the kings of Israel. But now the people of Israel were split into two factions. Half of the people tried to make Tibni, son of Ginnath, their king, while the other half supported Omri. But Omri's supporters defeated the supporters of Tibni, so, Timnai was killed, and Omri became the next king. Omri began to rule over Israel in the 31st year of King Asa's reign in Root Judah. He reigned 12 years in all, six of them in Tez- Terzah. Then Omri bought the hill, now known as Samaria, from its owner, Shemer for 150 pounds of silver. He built a city on it, and called the city Samaria, in honor of Shimmer. But Omri did what was evil in the Lord's sight, even more than any of the kings before him, he followed the example of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, in all of the sins that he had committed, and led Israel to commit. The people provoked the Lord, the anger of the Lord, the God of Israel, with their worthless idols. The rest of the events of Omri's reign, the extent of his power, and everything that he did, are recorded in the book of the history of the kings of Israel. When Omri died, he was buried in Samaria. Then his son Ahab became the next king. Ahab, son of Omri, began to rule over Israel in the thirty eighth year of King Asa's reign in Judah. He reigned in Samaria twenty-two years. But Ahab, son of Omri, did what was evil in the Lord's sight even more than any of the kings before him. And as though it were not enough to follow the sinful example of Jeroboam, he married Jezebel, the daughter of King Athbal of the Sidonians. And they began to bow down in worship to Baal. First, Ahab built a temple and an altar for Baal in Samaria. Then he set up an Asherah pole, and he did more to provoke the anger of the Lord, the God of Israel, than any of the other kings of Israel before him. It was during his reign that Hael, a man from Bethel, rebuilt Jericho, when he laid its foundations it cost him the life of his oldest son abraham and when he had completed it he set up its gates it cost him the life of his youngest son shegob this all happened according to the message of the lord concerning jericho spoken by joshua son of nun also reading second chronicles chapter 17 Then Jehoshaphat, Asa's son, became the next king. He strengthened Judah to stand against any attack from Israel. He stationed troops in all the fortified towns of Judah, and he assigned additional garrisons to the land of Judah and to the lands of Ephraim that his father Asa had captured. The Lord was with Jehoshaphat because he followed the example of his father's early years did not worship the images of Baal. He sought his father's God and obeyed his commands instead of following the evil practices of the kingdom of Israel. So the Lord established Jehoshaphat's control over the kingdom of Judah. All the people of Judah brought gifts to Jehoshaphat, so he became very wealthy and highly esteemed. He was deeply committed to the ways of the Lord. He removed the pagan shrines and the Asherah poles from Judah. In the third year of his reign, Jehoshaphat sent his officials to teach in all the towns of Judah. These officials included Ben-Hel, Obadiah, Zechariah, Nephenel, and Micahiah. He sent Levites along with them, including Shimehiah, Nephahiah, Give Zibaniah, Ashahel, Hamahoth, Jenathhan, Adjanai, Ajaniah, Ad- Jai, Toba Adjanai. He also sent out with priests elishama and Jeraram. He took copies of the book of the Law of the Lord and traveled around through the, all the towns of Judah teaching the people. When the fear of the Lord fell over the surrounding kingdom so that none of them wanted to declare war on Jehoshaphat some of the Philistines brought him gifts and silver as tribute and the Arabs brought 7700 rams and 7700 male goats So Jehoshaphat became more and more powerful and built fortresses and storage cities throughout Judah. He stored numerous supplies in Judah's towns and stationed an army of seasoned troops at Jerusalem. His army was enrolled according to ancestral clans. From Judah, there were 300,000 troops organized in units of 1,000 under the command of Adna. Next in command was Jennethon, who commanded two, 280,000 troops. Next was Amashai, son of Zirkai, who volunteered for the Lord's service with 200,000 troops under his command. From Benjamin, there were 200,000 troops equipped with bows and shields. They were under the command of Eliherda, a veteran soldier. Next in command was Josabad, who commanded 180,000 armed men. These were the troops stationed in Jerusalem to serve the king, besides those Jehoshaphat stationed in the fortified towns throughout Judah. In today's reading, we see much conflict happening in the northern nation of Israel. And while God had promised that a descendant of David would reign on the throne in Jerusalem over Judah, it's a completely different story in the northern kingdom of Israel. There's much assassination There is much conflict. And what we see the overriding theme over and over again with the nation of Israel in the north is that the people and the kings were evil. They were following pagan idols. In fact, the text says that they were worthless. And because of these worthless idols, it stirred up. The Lord's anger. This would be a recurring theme over and over and over again, year after year, with the northern tribes, the nation of Israel. They continued to do what was evil in the Lord's sight. And yet, for many of them, I, I imagine that they thought that they were still the people of the Lord imagine that they thought in their minds that they were following Yahweh, but they just had these other gods and idols at the same time. Perhaps we can make the same mistake that we think that we are following God in everything that we do, but in reality, there are other idols and gods that steal our hearts away from the Lord let us be very careful that we do not have worthless idols. It may not be something set up on a pedestal. It may not be a gold calf as we have seen here in the Northern Kingdom. But any worthless idol will provoke the anger of the Lord. May this caution reign true in our hearts and lead us to living the right way. Thank you again for joining us for the journey. Please be sure to share this podcast. Today's reading was from the New Living Translation of the Holy Bible and used with permission. Have a blessed day, and we hope that you'll join us again tomorrow.